0: Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic, uh, whatever it is, two Mondays. Wherever you may be across this great land, uh, I am back from Mexico, as you can see by the tan. Uh, Narrowly survived death on a Mexican zip line, uh, thanks to being shoved into a pole, but I am back undefeated and ready to roll. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, Fury Wilder over the weekend. How many of you watched? I'm curious. The NBA, NFL-CBA negotiations, Kobe Memorial Service. Uh, should Amazon or Apple buy CBS or Fox as they dive, dive into the NFL mix? Uh, the uh, Jordan crying meme. Scott Cochran to, uh, to Georgia Big News and Bernie Sanders is surging in the Democratic race to take on Donald Trump. But we begin with Fury Wilder. I thought it was fantastic. I liked the beginning where they put uh, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, and Evander Holyfield all in the ring together. It reminded me of back in the day when heavyweight boxing matches really mattered in the United States. The 1980s, the late 80s, the 90s. All of those times were massive for the overall landscape of boxing in this country. Tyson Fury went out and dominated Deontay Wilder. And I think the question you have to ask as you left was first of all, I loved everything about the showmanship involved in this fight. Uh, I liked seeing Tyson Fury come in on a throne uh, while uh, Patsy Cline's crazy played. I mean, come on. That's that's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and then Deontay Wilder with the more cliched entry with somebody rapping in front of him uh, and, uh, and wearing the mask that actually looked uh, like he was the masked singer. The whole thing was an utter <laughs> fantasy show. And I thought it was great for boxing. The right decision was made to throw in the towel. Wilder was getting destroyed even though he may have wanted to go out on his shield as he said it. Uh, his corner man made the right decision uh, to throw it in. But how about the end of the performance singing American Pie in the ring while the entire uh, audience serenaded alongside of him uh, preparing to or at least pretending to lick the blood of uh, Deontay Wilder uh, as he was delivering a beatdown. To me, even though we may get a rematch we don't need one. 17 of the last 18 rounds Tyson Fury has dominated against Deontay Wilder and I think Tyson Fury has made it clear that right now he's the best boxer in the world for the heavyweights. I would expect him to beat Anthony Joshua. That's a fight that I would be interested in watching for sure Uh, but Tyson Fury to me cemented himself with the charisma, with the showmanship with the fact that he's only 31 years old at this age. He's still relatively young as a heavyweight boxer. Has another good, I would think, four or five years of dominance presuming that he can uh, control all of the shenanigans that surround a, uh, a boxer in general. When you're the heavyweight champion of the world, when you're the unquestioned greatest, it's hard to maintain that edge because you're constantly surrounded by so many people that are going to tell you uh, that you are absolutely uh, incredible. And so this is, I believe, a fantastic statement uh, that was made in general by Tyson Fury dominating and stamping himself as the greatest uh, right now heavyweight boxer in all of uh, the world. So that was a great follow. One thing that I think boxing is going to have to get a handle on I asked you guys on Twitter how many of you paid I paid $79.99 for this fight. How many of you actually paid $79.99 for this fight versus watched it illegally streamed it on a service. I think that the streaming services uh, and the prevalence of illegal streaming is making it so easy to do that it's got to be challenging in many ways the necessity of a pay-per-view style system. Now I don't know uh, what the solution is here but back in the day in the 80s and 90s when you would watch WrestleMania or you would watch Mike Tyson fight on pay-per-view it was hard to stream illegally. It was hard to steal that service. Now it's incredibly easy. I don't claim to know the solution but that's something that boxing is really going to have to get its handle on as well as the uh, as anybody out there that's charging for content, it's so easy to pirate and illegally stream uh, the service. Sixty percent of you said you watched it illegally on a pirated feed. Only forty percent of you were actually willing to pay. That's a big problem going forward. Uh, the Kobe Memorial Service has just uh, been going on today, two twenty-four uh, in the Staples Center in L.A. Two best lines that have come out of it so far and I believe my guy can probably uh, grab the clips here and tie them together. Kobe said uh, when he knew if he talked uh, sorry uh, Michael Jordan said he knew if he talked at the Kobe Memorial that he would cry and he'd have to deal with another three to four years of the crying Jordan meme which was a great line. Um, and so uh, somebody can grab that they'll put it together you'll be able to watch that in a clip if you haven't seen it already. And then Shaq uh, got up and the best line from Shaq's address was Shaq said that he approached Kobe because other members of the team were upset that Kobe wasn't passing enough and Shaq said there's no I in team and Kobe said and you'll have to clean up the language here to be able to monetize it Kobe said that may be right but there is an M.E., in motherfucker. And that is one of the great all-time lines uh, from the world of basketball and uh, I absolutely uh, love that. Um, in general, those are the two best lines from the Kobe Memorial from both Michael Jordan and from Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, the NFL CBA negotiations. A lot of talk about this last week and I think that uh, in general I think in general when you analyze it Now is the time for the NFL players if they are smart to allow the NFL owners to go to market and sell the rights whether it is NBC whether it is CBS whether it is ABC or whether it is uh, uh, Fox all of these networks right now are poised to spend as much money as they possibly can in order to be able to lock in incredible value. Uh, because the NFL in an age when just about everybody else has been able to uh, by the way, let me pause for a sec. I'm going to block you if you are stupid and I look over and you say stupid things. The stock market is down today because of the coronavirus fears. If you are so dumb that you don't understand that you don't deserve the right to actually comment in my show, all right? The stock market today is panicked that the coronavirus is going to spread beyond China. It is now in Europe. It is now in other parts of Asia and it's going to turn into a global pandemic which depresses the overall market and economy of countries all over the world, all right? I happen to believe that right now the coronavirus is overrated as a fear and that we are overreacting to it because it is a new and novel fear. And as a result there is likely to be an overreaction and a panic that sets in. The flu for instance arises every year and influences far more people than the coronavirus does, okay? So I believe that we are as a society and as media overreacting to this in general in the fear that this is going to be a global pandemic right now the infection rates and death rates do not seem to be inordinately higher than the flu is it a new uh, scary disease yes is there still uh, a difficulty in understanding how it spreads and what its rate of death is all of that is uh, is is true okay that i believe has provoked a panic particularly because now it appears that italy south korea other parts of the world may be impacted. But the fear of the coronavirus is more substantial, I believe, than the actuality of the coronavirus has been so far. It's also in Iran. But the market doesn't respond well to uncertainty. And right now there's a great deal of uncertainty in the coronavirus. So if you are dumb enough to not understand exactly what is going on here, Then, frankly, that is an indictment of your intelligence, and you don't deserve to be able to analyze anything and even comment on anything in my show. Therefore, kiss off, you are dead. All right, that's my analysis of the coronavirus right now. We fear that which we do not understand. 40,000 people a year die in the United States driving cars. It's unlikely, in my opinion. that more than a few hundred at most will die from the coronavirus in the United States. Could I be wrong? Certainly. I hope I'm not wrong but I believe if you look at all the data that's the way that I would analyze the coronavirus right now. So far it is a uh, scare tactic more than it's a reality. All right, there are a lot of people here's what I would say in general this goes across the board it's an important lesson in life. There are way more people Who want to be terrified and fearful in the world, then there are things to be terrified and fearful of. It's an important life lesson, all right? Let me reiterate that for you. When you actually look at the data, we often fear things which are not real and do not fear things which are real. So always understand that when there are novel concepts or new aspects in society that are being analyzed, there is a a mechanism by which fear sells. I tend to be a guy, if you go read and watch all the things that I've ever done in my public career I tend to be a guy who allows logic and analysis to typically persuade you that you are far more uh, fearful than you need to be in general, okay? And so I believe that's the case with the coronavirus right now. Back to, all right. Back to the larger context here in uh, the NFL and the CBA. now's the perfect time to sell. If you are selling rights to CBS, if you're selling rights to Fox, to ABC, Disney and to uh, NBC now is the time to sell. And I'm, I'm surprised more people don't understand this. And this is a big issue that I think both the players and the uh, in particular the players and the media don't understand. And I think it's important for you to recognize it. The owners and the players are in the same boat. All right, the players are either going to get 47% or 48.5% of the overall revenue produced by the NFL. Okay, again, let me repeat that the owners and the players are in the same boat. The reason why the owners want the CBA to be ratified is they recognize that this spring and this summer is the perfect time to go to the market. After two straight years of increased ratings, and be able to go out and get a perfect deal for everyone, the rising tide that lifts all boats, a 50% to 100% overall increase in television rights, which will then also move over to the players. All right. This is unbelievable. Okay. When you actually break it down, When you actually break it down the players are not sophisticated enough to understand the amount of revenue that they stand to gain based on all of the money that is going to be made here. Okay? When you actually break it down this is a no-brainer. You want to hit the market at the absolute apex of the ratings dollars and this is that time. You want to get there in the spring and summer when you know Fox And when you know that everybody out there is able to get it done, okay? This is a big deal. And the fact that players don't understand this is why they are players, why they are employees, and not owners, right? You're in the same boat. They are trying to maximize your revenue and I don't think most players even understand that. I don't think most players comprehend because again, they're employees and most people who are employees are just looking for paychecks. They're not looking for any actual equity. All right, they don't understand it. This is a really good deal for the players. This is the right time to hit the market. They all stand to make an absolute ton if they go to the market at the right time. If you wait, who knows what happens if Bernie Sanders wins? Who knows what happens if the economy isn't as good next year? You know the economy is going to be good this spring and summer which means more money gets spent. The advertising expectations are higher. This is a really, really good time to go to market which is why the owners want to go and I'm surprised that there aren't more people out there who are sophisticated enough to understand the business ramifications of this. Speaking of the business ramifications Scott Cochran has left Georgia reportedly to go to Alabama. If he is going to go to uh, Georgia sorry, left Alabama to go to Georgia. He's the strength and conditioning coach for Alabama. He has been there the entire time basically that Nick Saban has been there. This is a big move. For people who don't understand Scott Cochran's impact, he and Nick Saban are the most impactful people at Alabama. He's with players every single day. This is going to be, I believe, a big loss for Alabama. Kirby Smart has finally persuaded him to leave because he knows how much of an impact this will be for Alabama and for Nick Saban. I believe he's probably getting a title of coach because I would bet that under his contract Scott Cochran is restricted when it comes to strength and conditioning from being able to leave or Alabama has an opportunity to match. I'm not sure how much on the field coaching he will do. I would be stunned if he is not going to be a uh, effectively a strength and conditioning coach for Georgia. Kirby Smart's been trying to get him away ever since he first went to Georgia. This is a shot across the bow at Nick Saban. Kirby Smart making a play to finally go out and win a championship and he thinks Scott Cochran could be the difference. It's a big deal in major level college football. Uh, Okay, the uh, Amazon or Apple. I may need to talk about this tomorrow but I encourage you to go read my article that's up at OutKick right now. It's one of the smartest things you'll read about the NFL negotiation when it comes to rights. It makes a lot of sense in my opinion. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the marketplace right now, ABC is owned by Disney, which is a massive 200 plus million dollar company. Comcast is a 200 billion dollar company as well, which owns NBC. Right now, CBS is around 16 and a half billion dollar market cap. Uh, meanwhile, you've got uh, a Fox, which is around a 21 or 22 million billion dollar market cap. If Amazon and Apple want to get NFL rights. If they want to get into the rights business they're not going to be able to do it through their streaming services. The NFL cares about reach, eyeballs, broadcast, television, is where the biggest audiences are found. If Amazon and Apple, which now have substantial media businesses want to go into the NFL business the only way they're going to be able to do it is by buying CBS and or Fox. I just bought a bunch of CBS stock today as the stock market is is falling Because I believe that CBS which is right now around a $16 billion company you combine everything that they own with Viacom it's insanely undervalued. Somebody else is going to buy CBS. People always ask me, hey Clay, what have you bought? What are you buying? I try to be as honest as possible tell you exactly what I am purchasing and I am buying CBS right now. I think it's also a good time to buy Fox because I believe either Amazon or Apple is going to come along and acquire them and use their broadcast network to continue to advance uh, the media arms of Amazon and of uh, Apple. In particular, for Fox, they could spin Fox News off put it apart of news corp or spin it off as its own corporation and they're buying a huge, massive uh, lot. If you're familiar with LA at all, the Fox broadcast uh, lot is huge. It's a no-brainer that somebody who's like Amazon or Apple and trying to create a lot of new shows could use that lot. That lot is probably worth a billion dollars maybe more than a billion dollars if you know anything about L.A. property values in general. There just aren't, isn't the ability to grab anything that pronounced in terms of being able to own it. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, finally, uh, Bernie is surging. I believe Bernie Sanders is going to be the Democratic nominee to take on Donald Trump. In 2020. If that happens, if Bernie Sanders is the Democratic nominee, I believe Donald Trump will win. The markets agree with me. Donald Trump right now is around minus 180 to be reelected, which is the biggest favorite that he has ever been. It's around a 64 or 65% probability that Donald Trump wins in 2020. I personally will not vote for Bernie Sanders, I won't touch him. I will vote for Donald Trump be the first Republican president that I have ever voted for. If somebody else is the nominee I'll think about it, Bernie is the one Democrat that I 100% will not support. I don't believe that Bernie Sanders will win. I think that Bernie Sanders is the best possible Democrat that Donald Trump could run against. I believe Bernie as a socialist will turn off and is far too left-wing for the rest of the country. I think the vast majority of the country is going to look at the economy They're going to look at the stock market. They're going to look at the unemployment rate. They're going to look at rising wages and they are going to say why do we need a radical transformation of American society now? Typically radical transformations of society happen in times when the economy is bad. I believe that if you look at the math Bernie who dominated in Iowa uh, sorry in Nevada won 46% of the vote crushed everybody else including Joe Biden. I think it'll be roughly a 50-50 race between Biden and between Bernie. I think Biden might slide by because there's so many black voters in South Carolina but Bernie's going to run a strong number two or he's going to win. Then you go into Super Tuesday and all of the moderates are still going to be there. Amy Klobuchar, Bayer Pete, Joe Biden and then Bloomberg comes in. They're all going to fight against each other in an internecine moderate war which means that by Super Tuesday that's eight days from today on I believe March 3rd Tuesday of next week we're going to see Bernie Sanders having taken a massive stranglehold in the delegate race which he will never relinquish. Whether he will be able to get a majority of the overall delegates or not has to do with how many of these people stay in the race. But then the Democrats if he doesn't get a majority are set for a massive mess in July because Bernie's people will lose their mind if the DNC doesn't allow Bernie to be the nominee in 2020. They will say they are stealing it from them again just like they did in uh, 2016. And that is the truth beyond a shadow of a doubt. All right, that is where we are headed. Uh, I hope all of you uh, are having a fantastic Monday. I got to go do my television program. This has been OutKick the Show. If you enjoy it, share it with your friends. We'll have a bunch of clips up for you later. My name is Clay Travis and this is OutKick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Thank you guys. Kisses. See y'all.